0: And welcome to episode 109 of Kune Quest. I can't believe Wheels got it right. I am your host, Mike Aps, aka Wheels, and with me as always,
1: David McBurney, Family Master, you know me.
2: And calling in from Japan, Michael Baker, Gaijima Nogatari.
0: And we will have some guests shortly, but I, I just thought it was worth mentioning and worth apologizing for the fact that I was so late getting last episode up, which talked about the. Pending new Pokemon game, and then they announced it <laughs> the uh, following uh, day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Made us all look what like cool. What timing? Whoops. Uh, hey.
3: Yeah.
1: Sword and Shield.
0: Sword and Shield. As the leaks, I guess. Yes, as the rumors and leaks predicted, it was England based. I don't think.
1: What if the UK was upside down?
0: Yes. Uh, the the titles it's weren't
3: linked? Time,
2: I mean, it's not the first time they've had creative geography. I mean, South, uh, Ruby Sapphire had Kyushu Island turned on its side.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and, uh, Unova barely resembles, uh,. The New York metro area.
1: <laughs> you mostly just sort of want to be a little bit of a lot of America, but there's not actually a lot of America. <laughs> the things you associate with America, if you're not from America, in New York, other than New York. Hey, it's New York so, City, yeah.
0: and then there's a desert for some reason.
1: <laughs> Listen, because be it gives
0: happen. us an excuse to have South American
2: Southwest-style desert. Yeah. Hmm? Not that I'm complaining.
3: Yeah.
2: All it, being it's New New the Canton approach to America, yes.
1: I think there's a – I think I've often heard there is a somewhat limited understanding of how much space there is in America that you don't hear about because it's generally not that interesting unless you live there.
0: Pretty much, yeah. I think that's similar to how I think people in America generally don't understand how large Africa is.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's
0: like, you know, Africa, a continent. Oh, like –
1: well, in
2: the case of Africa, there's also the issue of map projections,
0: yeah, which can of
2: spread out around the poles. And so Canada looks a whole lot larger than it really is, and Greenland looks actually the size of Africa on some maps. Thanks, Mercator. Yeah. Well, we never thought the parts north of the 70th parallel would be important. Uh-huh. Okay. It's the image of the thing in
1: months. Okay. Oh, boy. Let's get into math nerd. Map nerd, I should say.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. But we have guests coming on. I'm going to throw in a guest randomly right now.
1: It's not this. The correct answer would be to go back and, go and... You won't do this, but the correct answer to do with every time I a guest comes in is to just type, I'll here comes a second. new challenger. Also, we can hear you. Yes. Sorry, I was continuing with my ramble. Welcome, so just guest. Just put in like... Put in like the "Here comes a new challenger" sound from Street Fighter.
0: That would require a lot more editing than I'm used to doing.
1: <laughs> that doesn't yeah, mean you shouldn't.
0: <laughs> d-
4: despite my settings on Skype, I realized the problem I was having last time was that I had my Skype somehow picking up my the USB connection to my controller as picking up on the microphone.
1: That's like a microphone, right? It has inputs in some capacity,
4: but. Like despite setting it to the, my USB headset, it didn't work. Ooh. So I had to unplug the thing.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, you came in while we were winding down the session of the existence of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah.
4: Uh, lots of people on the internet have made the gun joke, but honestly, my mind went to Spear, and I was like, if they do a third version, it'd probably be Spear, because like you've got the, un- like the sword that could destroy anything and the shield that could defend. It. Anything. And then you've got the spear that can take care of both of them.
1: Morningstar.
2: Come on, Morningstar.
4: Yes. Castlevania. Yes.
1: Pokemon Whip. Um.
4: (laughs) Speaking of which, that's a thing I've been doing.
0: Castlevania,
4: anything? Uh, Yes, that and doing a retrospective series.
0: Nice. I would dawn what I believe to be the first episode. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to have to listen to that. Oh man, we have a lot of lol whoops. Hold on.
1: <laughs> it's a clown car now. There's five people. I don't know if I can manage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to manage. Wheels does. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> I often try to take on the uh, role of conversation moderator. I'm bad at it,
0: but I try. <laughs> oh, Challenger approaching. Lol whoops. It all oh, depends yeah. on your skill. Triumph or die. Welcome In sir.
4: other related news, I played. Fairy Fencer F on the Switch and it is not a good time. Oh, I'm sure they I mean, said about that. <laughs> I mean, it it works, but like it doesn't work as well as East 8 on the Switch works, and that's not good considering that I've played other PS PC PS4 ports like uh, uh, Assault Android Cactus and that runs like butter.
1: Sounds like they probably didn't give it enough time in the port process.
4: I mean, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Ghostlight was the one doing it,
5: so that's another reason why.
1: Yeah. I don't trust anything with the name Ghostlight, I'm going to be honest.
5: Does anybody know how to. Uh, and this is the spike patching.
0: <laughs> Hold on, let little Whoop speak.
4: Oh, he's here.
5: Yes. Yeah. I'm it's just wondering quiet. if there's a way to get a. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the t-
0: touch to speak thing? Touch to speak? Oh, speak to. Uh, Quick to talk? What do you think? This is Discord?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Skype has such a thing, but I've never used it, so I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I, if my brother's, not, my
4: brother
1: had an
5: old headset that let him do that. This the whole app looks so much different than it did the last time I was in it. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I redesigned it. I don't know PY what they, they did. They did completely months. destroyed it. I swear it looks different every time I open it up.
1: They blow it up about once every three four months
0: yeah
1: you yeah. know nice. gets less useful each time also welcome back well it's been about two three, two and a half years since you were on the podcast
5: yeah uh sweet Jesus. Been an interesting been an interesting couple of years you, <laughs> have we been doing this that long
1: i feel like it's been about that long man
5: how do i sound like, am i too loud or no, you, no, you, sound, sound, just, you sound,
1: if anything, you're a little quiet. But, uh, mm. All what right. I was going to say was, Wheels, I believe before we started this podcast, Destiny had not come out, and Destiny came out in 2014. <laughs> wow. So mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm just using that to date things for you, Wheels.
0: Yeah. Great. It's been a while. Old. Oh. Or for
1: for another point of reference, at least one of your children was not yet born. Correct,
0: <laughs> and at this point, uh, my son and I just beat uh, Let's Go Eevee this evening. So oh, congratulations! Oh, nice. Yes. Congratulations. Man. He was we'll pretty. He was pretty pumped.
3: <laughs>
0: so how old is he now? Six.
3: Hmm.
0: Well,
2: there's a milestone for you. Yep.
5: Six years old. Yeah. I was it last year uh, watching him go to school.
0: Um, I um, I was good. Was good. I'll say good. Yeah. He um, he had to go. He went to preschool and he like got picked up by a van, so I c- kind of was already used to it. So, and he was fine. Like, he was like, "Oh, I'm on the bus. Peace out."
5: <laughs> this is like a van but bigger. Yeah. Oh, well, I know some parents have a. Issues with letting their kids go off to school that first time. Oh yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Very American.
5: <laughs> oh, Canadian too. Yeah.
2: No, North I mean, anything with America in this kind of situation is gonna be times a thousand for psychosis or neurosis. Oh
5: yeah. Yeah. We'll just some... say North American. <laughs> I would say Can like Can. I'd say Canadians are a bit um fire with the. Uh, US parents for that because I've known some people, like in my family, even who were like cried like a baby and their kid was getting ready to go. It's kind of sad.
3: mm-hmm
5: I mean, I can understand why you would
3: getting be upset because
5: mm-hmm. you I mean your kids are leaving you behind basically, They're starting to become their own little people. But I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs>
1: So everyone now must declare, what is your preferred of the new starters? I was actually going to ask that. So
0: thank you, Score
5: Bunny. That bunny is fantastic.
1: He is a good bunny. Like my the, by law, I am forced to always pick the grass starter, but I think Score Bunny is my favorite actual design of the three. Uh,
0: and they uh, clearly they seem to think know that because they let off of it. <laughs> The only Grass Star I ever went out after
4: was uh the Owl from Gen Seven. Oh, well, that's because was good
0: boy. Decidueye
4: is, uh, is awesome. Like Grass Ghost is good typing.
1: Yeah. Listen, I'm just gonna say that Riolit was a good boy with a nice bow tie.
4: He lost but... <laughs> the Flying,
5: but he gained the Ghost, so that's worth it. Yeah, my favorite has to be Trico. and then he evolves and just kind of stops being as cool. Yeah, so sad. I've always
1: preferred water. I Basically, it's tradition that I always take the grass starter. I started with Bulbasaur, and now I'll never stop.
4: When I played Ruby, I went for the uh, fire chicken.
0: <laughs> yeah, fire chicken was good. Yeah, I've usually been all about the fire types. Although, with Sun and Moon, I had to pick the water type, because we did this thing where my siblings and I all picked all picked a different starter, and somehow I ended up... With I'm the sorry you had to go through your journey with Poplayo. <laughs>
5: oh. I'm you all about
1: that
5: My the internet's
2: working again, so what are we talking about?
5: Uh, We're talking about frog from the Pokemon, frog starters, from, uh, the best the Pokemon starters. Yes. Yeah, the, that yeah. guy's the best water starter. The frog. Can't, hands down. Mm. No, mm. No, 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 no. Nobody can
0: argue that. Greninja.
5: Yeah, basically, you have a ninja that uses a its tongue as a scarf. I mean, how can you get any better
0: than Wait, that? The Ninja oh. is just an incredible design. Like, yeah. Uh, if if they made that, if they made us the starter in multiple games, I would pick it every time. I don't even care who the new ones were. Wow. Uh, but Gaijin, who's your pick? Yeah. New starters.
2: I probably go with the
0: rabbit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see what it crosses with, because I'm. Oh, no,
0: no, he popped out again. Uh-oh. So, I'm hoping. So. You, you got out right before you said why. Yeah, who are you, what are you hoping it crosses with? Hello? Uh-oh. Oh, no. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's going swimmingly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going with Scorebunny, but at, I, I always have to wait to see the evolved forms. Like, I'm never going to make a decision based solely on like the actual starter. I gotta see what they turn into.
1: My favorite thing so far has been the uh, Photoshop of Grookey in the frickin', oh my god, the Hellboy comic that's just like, look out, that monkey has a gun.
5: <laughs> yeah, there's been some really funny stuff going on on like Twitter and stuff. Oh, With yeah. The Scottish people and oh, man. UK people and, and the, the memes coming out of that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. everyone's real pumped to assign the Scottish accents to the trainers
0: I see oh man some of them are just kind of like uh, there were some glorious British puns. <laughs> yeah they were really good there were some really good ones
1: I actually have to step out for a brief moment so please sure. permit me excuse see you soon
0: Uh, So, uh, I brought this up with Gaijin, and hopefully he comes back shortly, but I really think, really, really think they need a regional variant of Aegislash in this game, or Mm -hmm. what are they even doing? It's gotta happen. Like, you have a Pokemon that's literally a sword and shield, it has has to be in this game. I
5: just hope that, like, say the champion or whoever that you're fighting at the end pulls it out as their like ultimate thing and it's actually really strong because i mean it's like you said it's like the m it could very easily be the mascot for this whole generation oh yeah should be because i mean it's already like it it already exists it doesn't doesn't get much easier than that i mean they've already done it
4: or they'll just make a new pokemon that uses it as
0: a sword (laughs) (laughs) or shield
5: I just hope it's not something dumb like uh, just a big floating shield and a big floating sword. Although, if it looked like the Mario uh, RPG sword, that giant one that goes down into the castle... Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I would be all for that.
0: But we will have to see. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm excited to hear see more about this game. Me too. And hopefully we don't have to wait too long.
5: I just want to see what the uh, legendaries, the box Pokemon, those are the ones I want.
0: Yeah. And obviously Meltan's, Meltan makes a lot more sense now. It's like a factory and industry sort of theme to these games, so seems to make a lot more sense now. So We shall see. It's going to be cool to... Yeah, I have a lot of questions about features. Like, are they going to bring in any of the features from Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu? Seems not. But I would love, like, two-player mode again. Uh, We'll see. I'm kind of curious why they
4: decided to go back to random battles after Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Uh,
0: I think... I think they are very hesitant to make any sort of made any sort of major changes to the main series. Like obviously they have a very, very strong following at this point and uh I guess they're scared of doing anything like that, but that seems to me that seems like a change every, everyone would like embrace. Uh, am I am I wrong in thinking that?
4: I mean get kinda of gets rid of the mystery of Fighting, looking for Pokemon in the grass, but at the same time, there's that's less, less time you're just looking for a specific
5: Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I'd go either way to be honest. It's, if as long as it uh, doesn't get too annoying, I don't really care about my type of encounters. Like as long as there's not a million Zubats in the, in the span of one cave, I can live yeah. with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But um.
5: Brutal. A good compromise would be maybe
4: do that just for the Safari Zone at least for now.
5: Well, one of the things that I'm still waiting to to hear is, like, what do they have to do in the game other than just going for gyms and going to become the champion? Are they going to do stupid things like the dress up contests and stuff like that again? Because I really hope they don't.
0: Who knows? Let's. I, I, did, did they have any of that in I mean if if, the, if they had any of that in Sun and Moon I never noticed it <laughs>
5: I'm not even sure no yeah. most but of the I don't gyms, think there was
4: and they didn't have traditional gyms either you just did island trials yeah I actually
0: loved the island trials but they'll,
5: actually, they'll probably I actually I loved Ultra Sun Ultra Sun was great like it's my favorite of the Pokemon games it's one of my favorite
2: not...
0: games
5: of all time for sure
2: No. If Sword and Shield has Pokémon Jousting. Oh. Oh. As the interest.
0: Yes, please.
3: Yes.
2: Anyway, hello again. Um, my internet connection does not seem to be sure if it exists or not. <laughs> it's currently Schrodinger's hmm. internet. Connection.
0: That seems bad.
2: Well, that's the thing. It does I mean, it, it doesn't <coughs> actually show up as disconnected. It just stops. Oof. Hmm. Oof. While telling me that, hey, yes, we have internet and it is connected and secured.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or is it?
2: Oh <laughs> well, it's something, alright. Oh, oh. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that they take the potential knighthood angle for this game as far as they can.
3: Mm. This,
2: yeah, this it
5: would be, be pretty cool to see, like, a horse mounted, like, Pokemon that's kind of like a hybrid of two Pokemon. We haven't seen something like that since, like, Slowbro. You know, yeah. where Cloyster goes on to the, the Slowpoke and they become a Slowbro together. Yeah, I
0: always, we see is, I, I always, always forget that that's what that's supposed to be. <laughs> People also, are. I'm, I mean, um, mm-hmm. there was. It's
2: like among the lost Pokemon that got cut from the first two games at one point or another. There was something that looked a lot more like the thing on Slowbro's tail than a uh, Cloyster did. Interesting.
4: Yeah. People people were suggesting that there'd be a armored uh, evolution like mechanic. But that sounds Not, a little too b- Digimon to me for to di- be. Something. No, I'm
2: thinking of I'm thinking of the trainer literally be riding his Pokémon with a shield and a lance. Mhm. I mean just jousting with a mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
0: Go for it yeah that sounds that sounds really awesome that sounds really awesome um, what was I gonna say so have we taken any questions yet not yet I was just gonna ask you were talking something about um, what type you hoped uh, the score bunny crossed over with and then you cut out
3: yep
2: yeah, well, I was checking out the Japanese names, and the Japanese name for Score Bunny is like one letter off from being Hibachi.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm thinking, let's have a <laughs> Fire Steel Bunny Rabbit for a final evolution. And Ooh, that going, with, sounds going, good. going with the English names, we've got Score Bunny. What's another word? Okay, Bunny, Rabbit, hare. Okay, let's call the final form Scorchair, which rhymes with Corsair, and make it a pirate fires (laughs) funny (laughs) crap.
5: yes that would that'd be amazing that really would that's
2: that's not gonna happen but we can dream
0: oh man that would be amazing that Mm -hmm. would be something yeah uh all right um budai in the twitch chat makes a good point uh the singer of prodigy prodigy just recently died. Who sang about fire starters? Mm. Yes, so yes, he did. Relevant. Um, all right, let me pull up the actual questions. I had them ready. Okay, from, Let's st- see. from Strawberry Eggs. Game, f- assuming Game Freaks, Game. Wow, well, Game Freak sticks to its apparent pattern. Pokemon Sword and Shield should have one or two new. Evolutions. Which one or two of the remaining types would you most like to see? The remaining types are Dragon, Flying, Poison, Rock, Ground, Steel, Fighting, Bug, and Ghost.
2: Bug. Well, back back when I was doing my "Let's make up Pokemon for students" period, um, I actually made up Poison and Ghost type evolutions. Those would be fun. Yeah. Um, like the Ghost type was actually based on a like the idea of having a mutant version of the Pokérus, mm. um available in certain regions of the map, and if your Eevee got infected with that particular Pokeris and evolved or leveled up with while it was still active, it would evolve into a ghost type. Hmm. So. Of course, I, I use the same idea for a mechanic to have an alternative evolution for Magikarp and make it Holy carp. <laughs>
4: How about yeah. like getting like Yokai Watch, where it's just an S rank type monster, where it it looks exactly the same, but it's like super powerful. <laughs>
3: <sighs> oh my
2: god! Honestly, of all the things Pokemon could be borrowing from, I don't think it should be borrowing from Yokai Watch.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> poor, poor Yokai Watch. No, I mean just the the styles of monsterizing are just a little too. Uh, different.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it'd be like the crack from earlier about, oh, it's looking like Digimon now. <laughs> you don't want to borrow too much from Digimon either. So, even if we have Mega Evolutions now. Oh, well.
0: Okay. Well, they seem to have immediately, like, as soon as they did Mega Evolutions, seemed to back away from it, so. Yeah. I think they're kind of stupid. <laughs>
2: I don't know, some of them are really good and we're kind of like, why weren't they this type to begin with? Like Ampharos, electric dragon type. Yeah, that's or, true.
4: Or why didn't they start? just make new evolutions
5: for them?
2: Well, yeah, Because that would involve doing a fourth evolution in a lot of cases, and they don't usually go over the three pattern.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, they could make alternate ones, kind of like what they did with, uh, what's his, uh, Ralts? Turning um, yeah. into Gardevoir, and then, what's his name, Gallade? So they,
2: you know, um, like yeah Yeah. Well, in that case, I think they actually had some blowback because um, that particular Pokemon looks very female when male or female, yeah. and so I think they just had some blowback on that, and they decided to just give it a
5: male counterpart. Yeah. Well, it's still it's a it's an idea that they've done before, right? So it's something that, yeah. that they could. Yeah. I mean, it's like let's say Charizard. The, mm-hmm. the one of it turns into a dragon a dragon fire and becomes what black or something like that, does he? Mm-hmm. And then you have the other one that's just like becomes more fire and flying. That, and it's just yeah. like, well, why don't you get something, set it up so that it can like have a kind of split evolution where it can go one way or the other. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> Eevee. <easy. laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe like but, using a stone on it changes yeah. it from Turn into this, and then using another stone changes it into the other form, right? Yeah. Something like that would work out really well.
2: You just kind of have the issue then that you're going to have to apply this to every single starter from here on out. Mm -hmm. True. So um, if they were going to go that route, they should have avoided having mega forms of any of the original starters.
5: Well, here's a question Mm -hmm. Uh, An Evolution, what one would be like? What would you have as a Mega Evolution? Which one would you choose? Like who, who would be the coolest
0: to turn into a, a Mega form? Mega Dragion. Because I mean, they should do Dragon Eevee No, there was no How about Mega Normal Eevee? Okay.
4: Yes,
2: exactly. Eevee, um, be, Eevee evolves into everything except Normal type, so just give the Normal type a
5: Mega Evolution. I yeah, remember that, that's pretty good, actually. That's a pretty decent idea.
1: I remember before... Uh, before fairy type was revealed, people kind of speculated, since there was no reason to assume there was a new type, people kind of speculated that Sylveon was a normal type evolution.
2: Hmm. I know. Most of what I heard I was heard either flying that or a bug.
1: bug. I never saw a bug.
2: Yeah, I, I... I did several times because it has the butterfly motif.
1: Oh, ah, yeah. that makes sense.
2: And from the name Sylveon, it sounded a lot like it could have been a flying type. Mm-hmm. So...
0: What, what types do we actually think they might do next like what uh, types might fit into the themes that we've seen so far with this mm-hmm. this new dragon and steel dragon and steel you think yeah.
2: or fighting
0: all of this does remind oh. me that
1: uh, recent like within the last month a uh, one of the founders of IGN posted a picture of like pre-release Pokemon like stickers that had some of the names that were not final <laughs> so
3: one, one
1: of the some, some of the notable ones were Eevee was just Eon,
2: <laughs> which... Dude, dude. if you go back into the RP Gamer archives, yeah. back, far back enough, you can find the original artwork for Pokemon um, Blue and Red without the thumbnails because we weren't doing it at the time, and each one is linked by its original release name. Hmm. You hmm. can find all of them on our site.
1: Oh, cool. Mm. Yeah. I, but these, I, I mean in terms it's of, like, these... They have the official, like, not official, but the non-final but still translated English names is what was going on. I know there. that's what we have. Nice. I should look that up. Yeah. But this this caused, like, a dust-up on the internet because people hadn't thought about these things in 20 years. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, oh, great. Next thing you know, we're going to be reigniting the Great Hamster War. Oh, God. no,
1: no, no. No.
2: What's
0: what's the green no. hamster one? No, we've discussed we've this discussed before. This one before great hamster. You
1: know. <laughs> it's the it's the it's what do you call the three legendaries in it's freaking games. gold, silver, crystal, and thus we are not discussing this further. Um, um, this yeah. already so, argued this one out. So, so, so let's con- keep going. So confused. <laughs> so <very> confused. <laughs> my personal favorite. Uh, my personal favorite on that list, though, since I had not seen it, was one. Abra and Kadabra as Hocus Pocus, but Alakazam was still Alakazam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And two, coughing and Wheezing are just labeled NY and LA. Huh. Yep. Oh, And
2: I right, get Here it. we go.
0: I
1: get
2: it. Found it. Some of nice. them are the same. Some of them are quite a bit different.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee were Kung Fu and Judo. <laughs> I saw... The, the weirder thing is that these stickers actually labeled... Uh, Machoke and Machamp as Kung Fu and Judo. Mm.
2: Huh. Oh, hmm. uh, no, never mind. Sorry, I,
1: I got the wrong parts on the list. Yeah, it's Kara, T,
2: Kung Fu, and Judo. Yeah, that's the Ma. Ma um, uh, That's the Ma series.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, like. Pidge. Yeah. attack instead of Ratata. <laughs> Digda. Uh, Pidge, Pidgeotto, and Pidgeot. Yeah, we got those. Um.
1: Jilly. Area and Ariala. Why on earth is Tentacle Jilly <laughs> Jelly,
4: maybe? I don't know. I guess. Because it's guess. an ill jellyfish.
1: Oh, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it. It, it does poison. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Slowpoke the... was just slow-mo. Yeah, slow mo slowbro. Oh man. Yeah,
1: this is nice. Thank yeah, you. Gastly Ghastly
2: with Spectre. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Kabuto and Kaputops is at Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these, like, give off the vibe of being non final, but somehow, like, just finding their way onto promotional art anyway. Yeah, Magic harp and Skullcracken. Yeah, Skullcracken. <laughs> <laughs> Angela is Medusa. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Chansey is just lucky.
2: <laughs> That's actually the Japanese
1: name. Yeah. A lot of these just seem like they were direct translations of the lo- Japanese name, or just like n- non final nonsense. But
2: oh, yeah. Also... Uh, see, uh, <laughs> coughing and wheezing were Nai and La.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> As in probably New York and Los Angeles for. <laughs> pollution or
1: something. Yeah, that was the assumption I made as well, because they were like capitalized like NY and LA in these stickers.
3: Yep. Oh.
1: A fascinating bit of internet history. Oh, also q1 is just orphan.
3: Orphan. Oh. 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 That, <laughs> that
2: is so Two O's, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's clearly supposed to be pronounced orphan, but yeah, it's O-R-P-H-O-N.
2: Yeah, and then for some reason, the Pokemon Gold and Silver monsters, there's about nine of them that are listed here, and they're, they have to use the Japanese names because they had no idea.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that at the time. Uh, oh, and there's some attempts to, like, sort of delineate this. Denryu, Electric Dragon. Yeah. Either
2: that or Electric Pole, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Lugia, in parentheses, in the Pokemon movie. Gold and silver trainers.
5: He, th- <laughs> he cut out again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the actual best thing in the gold and silver trainers section is Juku which is referred to in quotation marks as "going home for cram- to cram for school."
0: <laughs> oh, speaking of gold and silver, just random Uh-oh. random thing I remembered. Does Ash in the first episode of the anime see Ho? Yes, because yes. the
1: anime started in like nineteen ninety eight and Golden Silver were gotcha. originally supposed to come out in
0: fall of nineteen ninety eight in Japan. Okay. I was a bit confused by the timing of all that. Yeah.
1: Like in Japan the Pokemon we like in North America the Pokemon anime was like nearly the exact same time as the game's release, but in Japan they followed a fair bit later. So the anime had these sort of like this hint at like, oh more Pokemon than you've ever seen before are still coming. Oh, wow.
2: You came back. Okay. Yay. Uh, I didn't even have to turn the thing off this time.
1: Hooray. But yeah, we were discussing, we also was asking whether ho had appeared at the beginning of the Pokemon anime, and I was responding well, that the anime started significantly after the games first came out in Japan, and that therefore Generation 2 was already known to exist around the time that it came out. Yep. Yeah. That game would ultimately be re- delayed an entire year, <laughs> so wow. the <laughs> wow, which was impressive for a Game Boy game, as many Game Boy games were really developed inside of a year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but remember remember the contributions of old what's his name from Nintendo who uh, had yeah. got to uh... Yeah, yeah, who had to what was it, recompile the entire thing.
1: Uh, he had to write a different compression scheme for it, but there's there's a lot those uh, those pre-release roms that showed up at, at like space world 1998 i believe are in the wild of the internet and they are strange <laughs> but, yeah pokemon
4: i wonder if uh mewtwo is gonna have any kind of presence in the game like as like a bonus because uh They're definitely trying to promote um, the new Pokemon movie this year, which is a remake of the first Pokemon movie.
1: (laughs) Finally, time, baby! It's time to revisit that again.
0: Uh, It's just that's writing. That's weird to me. They just like rebooted the movie movie series, rebooting his like Ash's origin with no Mist and Brocky in that Mist. Mist and (sighs) Brocky.
1: Uh, My good friends <laughs> Rock and Water Lady.
4: <laughs> well to be fair, I, 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 think, it, I think we're all we're better off for Brock not being there because he's terrible.
0: Well now he's a, he's oh, in this CG movie though.
4: Oh is it in CG? Oh, God. Yes no. it
0: is.
1: No, oh, no. We're let, let's just think about Detective Pikachu. That is somehow the better idea here. <laughs> Ugh. I know, I've just been enjoying watching
2: Ryan Reynolds' interviews about his method-acting approach to Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I
1: chewed through many power cords. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love, like, I. it is baffling that that film looks good. Absolutely baffling. Well, Ryan Reynolds yeah. is a treasure, so... That helps. He's hard. something, all right. Yeah, it's, it's written by one of the writers of the
1: of Guardians of the Galaxy, which explains a great deal about oh, its tone. Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah.
1: So, in conclusion, Detective Pikachu, uh, Detective Pikachu, good new, horrifying Sonic the Hedgehog that is currently freaking out Yuji Naka on Twitter. Bed. Yeah. We
0: haven't even seen any of it. No, they've shown it. him.
1: They have. At, they, yes. Pe- they leaked. That someone leaked images of what he looks like and Uchinaka just got shown an image and it's like, is this
0: a Sonic movie? Oh,
1: He's no. so sad
0: right now. Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. If you saw the previews, he is better than you
0: feared, but worse than you hoped. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, well, maybe Eggman? As sure, he maybe reminds web? me of... He reminds me of
4: that CG monster, the the honeycomb monster from the honeycomb commercials. That they just
1: went like, damn it. Oh, this sucks. I think the best thing I've seen pointed out is he doesn't have gloves. He just has arbitrarily white fur on his hands.
4: I mean, mean, they couldn't slide gloves on him. Like actual gloves.
1: (laughs) He's just Mickey Mouse. He just has gloves because he's Mickey Mouse. Just let him be Mickey Mouse.
4: Why? Like I said, awesome. you, you don't even need the oversized gloves. You could just have gloves.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: anyway, the answer to why is because it's very hard for someone to take up a cartoon-based movie without thinking, "Oh, I need to improve it somehow."
4: Uh, Jesus, just... well, he, he already looks real. and We might as well make it more make more sense.
0: Could, can can <laughs> yeah. we just can we hire the people that make Sonic Boom and just say, "Here, make a movie." That would, nope, awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That fun. would be too it's easy. That'd make too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't be
2: able to attach any big names to the project, which <sighs> is the entire
1: point. That's true, it's true. <sighs> yeah, so everyone, roll call, what do you want the next evolution type to be? Dragon. Uh, mm, dragon. I already gave my notes
2: on this one. Um
1: steel, just to be different.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go in, in support of mild ideas and say either poison or ghost. Go- let's say ghost. I really like that design I made.
4: Has there been an earth one yet? I don't remember. There's, no, there's, not. there's
1: not, been not been a ground one. Or ground, or rock. There's not been a ground, no. there's not been a rock. No
0: ground yet, yeah, no rock yet. Yeah. Someone make a fighting Lith- one. Lithion.
1: But
4: it- Lithion. There we go. Okay. Oh, the fighting one has to have a, a- headband on, like, Ryu.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just imagining, like, the fighting one would just be, like, the Let's Go Eevee dre- dressed up with, like, a headband and a pair of boxing gloves for no reason, with no other changes.
4: You <laughs> he mean he's, like, wearing the glo- boxing gloves on his back or something?
1: No, I mean he's wearing them on his, like, front paws. Oh. They don't even look like they're attached or anything. They're clearly not his feet, he's just wearing them. Mm. These, these are my opinions. They are now wholly writ.
5: Go for it. Yeah. I think
4: <sighs> the reason they kind of avoided doing a fighting one though, because like they kinda of made Lucario and it
1: kind of is E V. You made it stand on two legs and now it can't be E V. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, yeah, kinda of got that same sort of like fox little design. Uh, I, I but- always thought I always
2: thought he was more of an Anubis-type
1: design. Oh, there's definitely some of that in there.
5: Yeah.
1: Let's
5: see. All right, Lol, whoops. Uh, what's
0: your choice? Bug. Uh, bug? Bug. Bug. That's fair. Buggyon? Buggies. I just, I don't know, make it like a bed bug or something. Uh, huh. just... it, there's probably a lot of weird things they could do with that, so that actually would be a pretty cool one.
1: Reminds me of seeing uh, Leafion and Glaceon and Gen Four. Now I'm just imagining like a a, Gl- a Leafeon being eaten by a uh, Bugion hypothetical.
5: One mm. of the mechanics
4: uh, I I wish they'd fixed, Sorry, um, but um, one of the mechanics I wish they'd fix is uh, stone evolutions. Like for like so a Pokemon like Pikachu and the Raichu, like when you do that in the game, you lose the ability to gain moves naturally, which is weird.
1: Yeah. It's them trying to balance out the fact that you can get much higher stats for your level if you evolve them very quickly, since a stone evolution can yeah. just evolve whenever. Because so,
4: like, because like, well, but like, when you use a stone on something like Eevee it gets a whole new moveset So it's
1: like, mm, yeah. yeah, so it, it needs to function differently because it's Eevee. <laughs> yeah
4: Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it getting, like, its whole other move set. Like, moves that only Raiju can learn. But no such luck.
1: I appreciate the concept that, uh... Oh, was... No, my brain's tried. Uh, I've skipped... <laughs> I've... I do not remember what concept I appreciate. We want to, uh... We could probably talk about Pokemon for another three hours. Do we That's want true. To go? Yes, next question. Quickly. Okay. With no transition, from, or
0: we'll go on forever.
1: This is from Eternal Youth. Is there an RPG you believe was a victim of being too ambitious technically or narratively when it was made? Yes, many of them. Uh, mm. We could Fable? probably each have a different one. I'd say Fable. the whole series.
0: Mm. What series? Fable. Oh, yeah, that was definitely... I, 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 I disagree with that. Not I disagree with that because I don't think the actual developers were ever that ambitious. They just mm-hmm. were, there was a lot of talk.
1: Well, I think that well, like he, talk is guy ambitious.
2: Was quite ambitious.
1: Yes. Talk is ambition on some level or another, but the thing is yes. that like I don't think it's technology holding them back. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I don't think I think that what they want to what that talk is designed to create would not actually be possible to make and even if you succeeded in making it it would not actually be that interesting. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, like, if I were to even just bring up something else, like anything that suffered an obvious rescoping, probably was too ambitious sometime in its uh, development. Like Mass Effect Andromeda, Anthem, probably both were too ambitious at one point in their development. Uh, Final Fantasy
5: Thirteen.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, that one, that one, Motomu Toriyama is very specifically on record as it's almost the opposite of ambition. They just, they started making a game without an idea of what they were making. (laughs) Uh, The postmortem he gave at GDC in like 2012 or so was basically like, we didn't know how this game played until we were forced to make a demo of it for the Advent Children Complete Blu-ray. Which, uh, that's the importance of pre-production and design documents. (laughs) Yes. Let's see. Eternal Youth brings up uh, one that comes to mind was the Xenosaga series on PS2 being pitched as a six-part episodic story that they wanted to present with ridiculously ambitious visuals.
2: Uh, I mean, the
1: same goes for
2: its predecessor, Xenogears, as well. Yeah. The game Although, that never actually got finished.
1: Yeah. Although, like, part of Xenogears' thing is that they kind of did the Star Wars thing where they were like, yeah, there's all these other stories we could tell. And then people kind of took that as this game is supposed to have five other games worth of story, and it's like nah, nah, nah. no, no,
2: no. I'm talking about the part where halfway through the second oh. disc, it's obvious that they had to rush in order to even get to the end of the first of its own game. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. gears is the the interesting thing to me was always that uh, in recent years, someone brought up to brought up the second disc of years to I want to say Masato Kato. And his response was, yeah, Square gave us the option to just split the game in two and sell and you know, sell the first disc up through, like, Shavat, and then, you know, take our time to finish Xenogears 2 to conclude it. And we were like, no, i will put it all in one game.
2: This was not a very good idea. <laughs> I mean, like,
1: you got the two-edged sword of, like, what's there is obviously incomplete, but there is... At the same time, this fear that like, if the game hadn't sold well, there's a decent chance that the second part would have just never come out. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand the thoughts that would be weighing on you while deciding whether to take that offer or leave it. But, yeah, Zeno uh, was always pitched as a much more ambitious project that was going to be... Even if they had had the time and development budget to make it as big as they wanted to, they were also going to be waylaid by the fact that they kept wanting to it to connect it to a game they didn't own the rights to. <laughs>
4: Would the um, Saga Frontier be considered too ambitious?
1: I draw a line with with Kawazu because I feel like if you if you kept giving him time, he would probably have just kept making more games. So mm-hmm. essentially you just decide when it's done. And or I what about uh,
4: Dragon Quest Seven?
1: Dragon <laughs> Quest Seven is
4: too many games. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, I I was going to say to bolster that point, like, Kawazu himself said every game he's ever released is unfinished, because there's always more he could be adding to it, so I feel like that's just because of the philosophy he takes into game development you're always going to get something that, like, you'd look at it and you can see where he had to trim things off Uh, Does that
4: mean we're going to get an unlimited Saga director's cut at some point?
1: (laughs) I feel like he would do it if he thought he could get funding for it. Uh, I would buy that. I would too. And I would get confused by it and we would discuss it from we would probably make an entire guidance podcast about how we couldn't understand anything that was happening in it. Probably several uh,
0: episodes, actually.
1: Yeah, it would just turn into a miniseries. Um But yeah, Xenosaga probably kinda doomed from the start. Their ambition like the weirder thing is that when Zeno Saga was first pitched, they sort of implied that this cast would not be the primary cast for all of them. But by the time they got done, that was it. That was all it. <laughs> so
4: Maybe they yeah. were hoping, like, parts four and five would be different casts.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the original intent was the that, quote-unquote, the original intent was that Zeno Saga was supposed to be six episodes, but... Yeah, I mean once, once you get Shenmue
4: is definitely too mushy
1: Oh yeah, that's a really good one. Sega what? dumping like seventy million dollars into that. Whoops. <laughs> like the the idea I think was supposed to be, well, we'll just keep reusing assets for you know forever until the story's done. It'll be a huge hit, so it'll pay for itself. And oh no, oh no, it didn't do that. Yeah, like, that, that's another one that's fascinating to go back and look up, because you can find—how many episodes Shenmue is supposed to be is different depending upon uh, what month, you ask Yu Suzuki, in
3: 1999.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I have seen numbers that go from as few as five to as many as thirty. <laughs> and what constitutes, like, how many chapters each game is supposed to be. My personal favorite is that Shenmue 1 is Chapter 1, and Shenmue 2 is Chapters 3 through 5. Oh. And apparently <laughs> Chapter 2 was just the boat journey that he had between Shenmue 1 and 2. But And I guess however many other chapters, anywhere from, like... Uh, Anywhere from like 12 to 18 are supposed to be resolved by Shenmue 3. So. Here's to hoping. Oh boy. That's a long time to wait, so here's to hoping it's good. Is that um, actually coming out? I mean, like, they keep doing Kickstarter updates that show the progress is being made on it, so I don't think that they're... Plus, there's definitely, like, monetary assistance from multiple uh, large corporations... Sony has some sort of stake in it. Why? Uh, uh, <laughs> Why? Don't you remember the? Don't you remember the E3 where Sony ended it with like, "Here's a plug for the Shenmue Three Kickstarter." Vaguely. Like that happened. That happened right around the time that they announced like ff Seven remake. So.
5: Yeah, that was perfect. Oh, like everybody was so excited, and then uh, the worst. The worst thing about the Final Fantasy VII reveal was Square Enix had its own thing, and it kind of unveiled the same thing that they had already done. So Everybody was just like, well, that is cool, but, I mean, we're not really surprised to see it anymore. (laughs) Reminds me of when they first uh, showed Final Fantasy VII the... uh, the PlayStation One classic coming to PS4, and everybody was getting so pumped up because they thought that oh my God, the remake is coming, and then nope, nope. I thought nope, that here's... was the funniest thing that that's oh, happened God, so long.
1: Furious, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Seven Remake. Uh, that's a game we might that might end up on this list. We don't know enough about it to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing
4: it, yes. yes they, Wait, doesn't that summarize Square Enix lately as a nu- in a nutshell? Though,
1: I mean, if you go back as far back as you want, like the thing is that Square is just kind of continuing a business strategy that only kind of worked in like nineteen ninety seven, which is that they just sort of announce something the so- as soon as a team is assembled for it, and then they just sort of wait for it to come out. And then in nineteen ninety seven, that kind of worked because the game could come out in two years, but it's uh, you know twenty nineteen and. Like a AAA game dev cycle is four years minimum.
4: How about that new Front Mission game? <laughs> oh,
1: left Alive. I appreciate the concepts behind that game. I wish it wasn't obviously being pushed out the door at least six months early. It's like you, th-
4: <laughs> you think evolution would have taught them something? But no, evidently not.
1: But uh, yeah, well, at least they didn't market it as Left al- Front Mission Left Alive. It was just Left Alive, and then they revealed in press junkets, but, oh, it's in the Front Mission universe. But, uh, yeah, like, a FF7 remake might one day end up on this. We don't know enough about it. Evidently, their marketing plan for it for at least a year has been be radio silent until KH3 is out, which, I mean, bold move from a company that decided that they also needed to announce it less than, like, three months after it was put in production. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, the other half of Eternal Youth's question: Which '90s or ops JRPG would you like to see rem- or not JRPG, just RPG? Would you like to see remastered or remade? I keep crossing fingers Square will resurrect *Vagrant Story* and give *Lea Mond its and its amazing monsters the full HD treatment it deserves. It's a technical marvel on the PS1 for its time, I remember, and deserves a new gen experience on modern hardware. I wouldn't want to see them bring back *Vagrant Story* without Yasumi Matsuno and I'm not convinced that he would ever want to spearhead a project that ambitious again
4: I, I like somebody anybody that just give me the entire um Tenchi Sozo um,
1: Soul Blazer, Tri- Act Razor.
4: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah the Blazer series il- uh, Illusion of Gaia and Terra Terranigma. Terranigma definitely not that fourth one <laughs> I don't know if they could
2: actually make the fourth one play better, this could be interesting.
1: No, I've I have too many bad memories of the Grand Stream saga. Let's see, um, I
2: mean, unfortunately, there's just so many options.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is that like this is there's a lot of things that it's like I I would salivate for this, no one else would. <laughs> but. Con- considering
2: exactly how many games I've played from. Mm. decades that never came to Japan or never never came to America. I mean, yeah, it's just really insane some of the stuff I could vote for on this case.
1: Um Yeah. We'd be kind of limited to like things that actually came out here, so I don't know. Speaking of front mission, do a big gorgeous update of Front Mission 3 or uh, Live Alive. Oh, Live Alive. That's a that's a very cute, very strange game.
4: Or uh, yeah, a the, Treasure of the Tetra. Rudra? Oh.
1: Mm. okay. treasure of the rudra and treasure hunter g somehow different games
2: <laughs> yeah i mean treasure of the rudra you'd have to deal with the fact that the the magic system is based around spelling and so you'd have to work away with that oh, and this, this... treasure hunter g you would have to work with the fact that the actual game cartridge required so many specialized microchips that they still can't quite emulate it properly
1: this does remind or, me of a thing that is relevant to the interests of people here, which is that apparently someone finished a fan translation of the DS Nino Kuni.
0: Yay! Up cool. to and Including a PDF of the manual slash book. <laughs> uh, I don't think they actually had to do that, because I'm pretty sure they released that book with the collector's edition of the ps Version. Oh yeah, so it's probably that it it's, just comes with that PDF. Yeah, it's just a PDF uh, An, an
4: H C remake of uh Linda Cube that you always talk about or the Linda Cube, oh no. <laughs> Linda Cube <laughs> with, with, episode,
2: or, with episode D. Yeah. Or, <laughs> oh
4: no or, uh, Moon. Oh, oh that boy, would be Michael. fun. Yeah.
2: Actually I Love the Delic still kind of exists in some form. They might actually be able to do that at some point. Love Delic is so weird. No, no, it's Lovadelic, because it's supposed love-adelic. to climb with Psychedelic. Oh,
1: of course <laughs> that's how they were going for it.
5: Yeah. I'd say SMT or, no- Nocturne. Or a remake of Tulip. Yeah. Nocturne would be really... Well, that's
1: also love-adelic. <laughs> Yeah, uh, It's, it's Lovedelic related, but yeah, Nocturne would be interesting. In that same vein, maybe, like, Try to make Persona One playable. Yes, they technically remade it, but it was basically an enhanced <laughs> port, and that game is garbage.
5: Uh, Persona three would be nice to get on the switch. They keep nice
1: impl- updated people people keep up rumoring that just by virtue of how much work they had to put into upresing all of the character models for the dancing game. but I don't know if I believe it. yeah well, pretty uh, much
2: anything attached to Atlas is at least
1: possible, yeah. They'll, they'll keep well, my. Nobody thought that give, give, be us the devil,
4: give us the Devil Summoner games, you cowards.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the first first one, one, yeah. Complete with a new we've plush got, toy, thank you. We've got yeah.
1: Soul Hackers. Which I'm is not, the better one. I'm, yeah, I've, I've heard that original Devil Summoner is a neat idea, but plays like garbage. Yeah. Kind of like Persona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of.
2: Yes, actually, same generation.
1: Yeah, they're they're very close together in release as well, so that's yeah. pretty much yeah, on the head. They probably use the same engine. <laughs> <laughs>
4: they
2: are both
4: I would first. say
1: let's go with Mermonoid. Mermonoid. Oh my god. What is Merminoid? <laughs> you always manage to find things that it's just like even I have never heard of this. <laughs> hey,
2: when I when I put up a review for it, I actually got like some emails from a few fans who were like oh, thank you, we love this game. Can you try? Can you explain this one plot point to us? Because we can never figure out why.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, Shinkai Densetsu Maraminoid?
2: Yes. Deep Sea Legend. The, the game it's... that was supposedly based on a 90s anime, and it, as far as I can tell, it had absolutely nothing to do with that anime.
4: <laughs> huh. I love my life on Anybody played um, Holy Umbrella? I think I've well, heard the name, but I've never played it. I've n- I haven't heard that one. I did a Let's Play of that a while ago. Mm-hmm. Go look at that. Holy uh, Umbrella. Yeah. But it's called Ho- Holy Umbrella Dundara's Wild. Oh, Oh, weird.
2: Yeah. don no Mubo. Okay.
1: I'm just thinking about all of the weird PS1 games that only came out in Japan that sound... That never got translated and sound completely crazy.
4: Did anybody ever play EVO though? EVO. No. It's like it's a game where it's an RPG, side-scrolling RPG, where you play as uh, the earliest fish that existed in the history of the Earth, and then you evolve to eventually, if you want to, a human.
1: Something more humanoid, tool capable.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I know. Jo- I know. Jooms played that one.
1: I have a friend who's a big, big fan of the PC-88, like, PC-98 ni- PC PC uh, like, prequel to EVO.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, since we already mentioned the, the Quintet game, so how about the one that we didn't mention from them, Robo-Trek?
4: Yes. Oh, man. Otherwise known oh, as Slapstick.
2: <laughs> which was kind of weird, kind of funny, but boss battles relied way too much on praying for a critical hit to do more than one-digit damage.
4: Yeah. Or, like, yeah, it was just a tough using, game. Or just making the strongest weapon you possibly could at that point.
2: Both, actually. And um,
4: programming your attacks and then using... making use of your uh, fuel or whatever Well,
2: And even then, praying for a critical hit.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, what's a different weird one. Um. Uh, Nightmare Project Yakata.
1: Oh, man.
2: That one was just plain insane. Literally insane. Um, because its entire backstory was based on a series of Japanese murder mystery novels. Oh, it's fun. At, at over which backdrop they created a Lovecraftian horror story based huh. on architecture.
1: I mean, I respect the ambition.
2: <laughs> and, I mean, in the review, I had to note that two of the guys from Red Company were involved in an advisory capacity in the production of this game, and it really shows. It <laughs> really shows. <laughs>
1: Red Red is always... Uh, yeah. They always make their presence known, to put it another yeah. way. But, like, in
2: the first area, which was in an old, um, this guy's old house where it was part art gallery. And so all of the dungeons were through paintings and you had one level, one floor to go through. That was entirely based on, um, Dolly, Dali, Salvador Dolly's art. Or mm. at one point you had to find a, like a lo- oversized ant to place on a melting clock in order to open the door out. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually—you had to get the ant by trading it to an Andalusian dog for a goat's eye.
1: That's normal. What, what are That's we talking fine. about
2: again?
4: <laughs> so, do um, these developers just, get the, on acid when they come up with these ideas? Or no,
2: what? no, no, because this is literally all references to Salvador Dali works.
4: Okay. Oh yeah, he was on acid. Good.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh no, I mean he—he he was working before the invention of acid. You had to really
1: yeah. different hallucinogens. Yes. <laughs>
2: Mushrooms, he was on Mushrooms.
1: Mm.
2: But yeah, it was that kind of game where they they had a lot of fun with the thematics on some of their dungeon levels.
1: That's always good. Yeah.
2: I, I learned more about early 20th century Japanese avant-garde science fiction from that game than I would have thought possible. <laughs> Just to understand what the heck was going on in that level.
1: Important information.
2: Yes.
4: Alright, um, I'm going to get going because i got to get to bed okay. soon.
0: Alright, sir. Thank you for joining us. Have me talk about Castlevania more later.
4: <laughs> the Game Boy games and the 264 games because there's nowhere else to put them, really. Oh, I've, I've played the Game Boy them all. Games.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Listen, Belmont's Revenge is good. We can have this discussion.
4: Oh yeah, and the remake of uh, the set first game, which is much better than the first game. future rebirth
1: is quite good. Okay. See ya. Uh,
4: see ya. Uh, port it to Switch, you cowards. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, please. Anyways, yeah.
0: see ya. See ya. Yeah, always forget that remake is now dead because the WiiWare shop is gone. My actual uh, most tragic
1: loss of the WiiWare shop is the death. Uh, the. Last game by avant-garde game designer Kenji Ino, "You, Me, and the Cubes." Uh, he passed away of a heart attack in like 2011 or so, and that was the last thing he worked on. And it's now completely unavailable. You, me, and the cubes. You, me, and the cubes. Interesting. <laughs> he was. He was. A, he made strange games. The most on-brand Kenji Ino stories are one, that he made a game without graphics that was specifically for blind people and convinced Sega to give blind people in Japan a bunch of Sega Saturns so they could play it. <laughs> and...
0: Huh. Yeah, yeah real yeah. sound. <coughs> uh, Wait, is he the one and, that, that made um, Enemy Zero? Yep. Okay. Alright, this all makes sense.
1: <laughs> and the other most on-brand story was that one of his games... Uh, I forget which one... I always forget which one actually did this. I think it might've been short warp, but one of his games came, uh, the special edition came with a condom and he remarked in later interviews. He was always very sad that whenever he found it in a used game bin, the condom was always still with it. (laughs) So, Oh
3: my God. I mean,
2: with with Japanese special editions, if you're selling Uh, it back, you really need to try and have as much of the
1: original stuff in the box as possible. I'm just saying, like he was basically like I. I wanted people who played this to go out and do things with their life. This was encouragement for you people, and none of you listened. I know. I mean, oh, uh, I'm okay. That
2: actually reminds me of the moral of the story of Moon RPG Remix Adventure. It's like the the only way to actually win the game is to turn it off and go outside and have a real life, people.
1: Yeah. Uh, he was he was a very avant-garde sort of developer, so. Dearly Departed, his uh, most well-known game in the West, D, is available on Gog and Steam at this point. It's a very strange three-hour FMV adventure game. Mm. And by three hours, I mean if you don't finish in three hours, the game gives you an ending where you failed to finish in three hours.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like the kind of guy who would really, really appreciate something like Doki Doki Literature Club.
1: Yeah, I think he would appreciate that kind of like, sort of Games don't have to be what you expect them to be. It's better when they aren't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that well, this was actually is
2: teaching me how to hack itself out of existence.
1: That was uh, actually one of the, he he stopped making games around 2000. And he had just sort of gotten back into making them in the late 2000s because the Wii was weird enough that he was interested in coming back because he was worried that his games were becoming too conventional. There's little
2: danger of that.
1: (laughs) A lot of respect for for dearly departed Kenjianna. So, see, see. yeah. So yeah, any? uh, I think we've we kind of canvassed our big what we would want to see remade. Saga Frontier. Always, always. always. I mean, that's what comes up every
2: single time we get this question. So.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Kawazu every time he gets this question is like, I'd like to
0: make it. I don't think that I'll be able to, but I'd like to. I think the other one would have been uh, Tactics Ogre, but that already happened. So.
1: Yeah, that already happened. It got a very good remake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh. See games that uh, Budai has a
1: question. What are some games that started out as a non series game and the characters were changed to be a known IP or alternatively the other way around? Well, for instance, besides Super Mario Bros. 2? Yeah, Super Mario Bros. 2 is the free space in this discussion. Yeah. Uh, for instance, The Up and Coming Sekiro was originally conceived as a Tenchu title. Hmm. Uh, in that same vein, Sleeping Dogs was originally True Crime Hong Kong. And before that, that was actually kind of a double case of this because before it was true crime hong kong it was called black lotus so
3: <laughs> yeah
1: i yeah, mean they, they i'm they trying differ. to think of any
2: actual rpg examples for this because most of the ones i know of or have heard of came from a youtube channel
0: for like any kind of game Wait, um, bef- before before it was a true crime game it was a really expensive magic card i'm very confused oh yes
1: yes i should have seen that joke coming <laughs> Beep, beep. Okay,
2: shoe wheel well, out the door. Okay, um, Class of Heroes started off as the company's pitch for um the next game in the Wizardry series. And it shows. And they got turned down for, to become the new developers for the Wizardry series, so they just said, you know what, we're just going to make it anyway. <laughs>
3: you can't because stop Wizardry us. Wizardry is more than
2: a series, it is a complete genre over here.
1: Wizardry is more than a series; it's a state of mind. Yes. But yeah, that's that's Wait. another one. Yeah, that's I feel the only like, example I can think of. That yeah, explains I feel like RPGs, why I don't
0: like class of heroes.
1: <laughs> I feel like RPGs don't often do this because a lot of times RPG sequels aren't canonically related anyway, so you can just sort of do whatever you want. Well, I
2: remember hearing that Secret of Mana was originally supposed to be an actual fan- Final Fantasy title, but they decided they didn't
1: want to go with action RPG for the main series. Mm. Yeah, I've heard similar. Usually, I hear it pitched as like it was a Final Fantasy action RPG spinoff, which is why it was why the original was and to to Final Fantasy Gaiden. But yeah. uh, what about uh, like Final
5: Fantasy Seven? There's
1: I've heard debates I mean, about whether that what that started out as.
2: Well, Final Fantasy nine was the one that was supposedly supposed um it was supposedly going to be a like a guide-end story off series and then they decided to make it the main series.
1: Yeah. That one was purportedly that one's case was just that like originally it was going to be, oh, we'll make a sub series of throwback games. Yeah. yeah. And then
2: it's like for some reason, oh, we don't really actually have anything for the main series at this point. So okay, let's make this one the main series.
5: PS2
1: is taking just a little longer than we expected. <laughs>
5: yeah. I remember the uh, promotion material for that game was like, the crystal comes back. What crystal? Where was it? It's, it's at the, the very like the end of the last boss? Yeah. Is that it?
2: It was oh the core God. of the universe, and the villain managed to corrupt it with his own lingering daddy issues and neuroses, and it basically created uh, what's the right word? A... A transgalactic death wish in the form of the final boss.
5: Hmm. I see. That's the only
2: only explanation I can think of that actually makes sense for that last segment, because they really did not explain it well.
5: No, it definitely was not explained.
1: Yeah. That was was them trying to harken back to the Final Fantasy tradition of, this final boss has nothing to do with anything! Hmm.
2: (laughs) It's not even that much of a tradition, because, I mean... Okay, Good so, like, aroma. Final Fantasy 1, the, bo- the final boss was a temporally vortexed version of the first boss. Um, second game, the final boss was the emperor that you've been fighting against the entire time. Final boss of number three was this dark entity that you've been hearing about several times already. Uh, fourth uh, final boss was the rage ghost of the guy you killed right before him.
1: The um, thing, I think the thing they were trying to harken back to and hit a particularly extreme extreme example of is you spend most of the game chasing one villain who is then revealed to have, like, another villain that's causing the actual problem.
5: Like Dragon Quest 8.
1: Yeah. Dragon
2: Quest 8's well, actually a much better example of this than most of the Final Fantasies.
1: By virtue of the fact that, like, you actually reach the enemy you're trying to kill first, like, halfway through the game instead of, like, 9 yeah. tenths. But, uh, yeah... Uh, yeah. Zoromas is the most obvious like thing that the final boss of FF Nine is kind of homaging.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I'm just going through the list, and most of them have had uh, most of the final bosses had some sort of like foreshadowing that something was involved, even if their actual nature was kind of out there sometimes.
1: Oh, what's the other thing I was remembering. Uh... And I'm just remembering how FF5 ends with FF5 bringing back X-Death because someone had a splinter. He regenerated from a splinter, yeah. Uh, that's FF5 having its very cavalier idea of how to make a joke. Um. Well, I didn't actually see it as a joke. It, was, it wasn't that
2: somebody got a splinter. It was that he deliberately planted one tiny bit of himself on the person in order to survive.
1: It's not precisely a joke, but it is a very, like, FF5 has a somewhat sillier, res- like, way of dealing with things, and I feel like X Death Regenerating from a Splinter isn't a joke, but it is sillier than a lot of other games would do. They would try to come up with something that sounded more serious, even if it did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, but yeah, as for games that started in a franchise and sort of, left it behind after a while. I mean, again, you usually don't see this that often in RPGs. uh, Just by virtue of the fact that they can often have such loose connections. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, the only real
2: examples I could think of were just ones where they really wanted to try and make a game in the series, and then they just made
1: it without it being in the same series. Yeah. The the one I would, I guess, bring up as one that it's not known that this is what it is, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence pointing to the idea that it might be. Mm-hmm. And I think I've rambled about this one before, but Xenogears, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to suggest that it was originally going to be a Chrono Trigger ser- uh, sequel or a related product of some sort. That kind of makes sense, I guess. There's a lot of shared staff. Lucas in the first area, and there are statements from close to the game's release uh, I think, especially uh, when people were talking to people involved in the game after uh, when when Xenosaga was in pre-release, people asked about Xenogears, and he, one of the things he mentioned was Xenogears started as the sequel to another product before becoming its own game. Hmm. And I think that that's the strong between the shared staff, between some of the cameos that show up in it if I were to hazard a guess as to what that product was, my guess would be, and especially because it shares a lot of story DNA with, uh, with Chrono Cross. It has a lot of like similar ideas, and if you take the final boss of Xenogears, you can see sort of a line of concepts between it and, say, Lavos and the Time Devourer in Chrono Cross so my guess would be that at one time in its development Xenogears was a Chrono Trigger related game but yeah that's that's circumstantial the only thing known is that it started as the sequel to something
3: <laughs> mm.
1: so yeah there so, there's my opinion <laughs> let's see and uh, hmm
2: Sometimes I wonder, I mean, for the changing to a known IPM, I sometimes wonder how Chrono Cross got started and whether or not it might have been something else before they decided to put it into Chrono, even though I know that it was made with the intention of being a Chrono sequel, sort of.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's there's too much connection to Radical Dreamers for me to think that it started as, as much else.
2: But, I mean, in this case, it more clearly started as the guy's fan fiction. Yeah. And that somebody, for some godforsaken reason, decided to give him permission to make canonical. Because I mean it. I mean, when you just look at it, it reads like so much bad fanfiction in concept. Let the war begin. And, uh, no, I mean it's just like, okay, what's the first thing you do? You, you manage to somehow belittle and or just kill off the original main cast to make your guys look cooler.
1: Yes, it does. It's, it, the worst part is watching like the ones that happen on screen like yeah. oh here's the flashback where Luca gets killed or here's the scene where you're just seeing Robo's program get deleted yeah so yeah and then of course uh, the very strange edification of certain parts of it like uh, freaking like uh, is it Pore or whatever that like, somehow it becomes a military power? Yeah.
2: It, I mean, yeah. It's,
1: it really game. is,
2: like, he had his own fan fiction in mind, and he just made it. <laughs> he went for it, baby, and it sucked. And it, it's not the only time I've ever seen that. I mean, do you guys remember the Space Quest series? Yes. <laughs> yes. If you ever played Space Quest Six, it is also very obviously the same kind of thing that just happened. <laughs> I mean, it is so obviously the guy, the whoever was in charge of the writing and scripting decided to just fanfic his way through. He managed to somehow put the love interest from the previous two games on the bus out bye bye, she's mentioned once. Um, just over dramatic everything. Um, really <laughs> pointless character cameos from previous games in the series where the narrator actually says, Hey, it's this dude from Space Quest three and like Remember him? Yes, actually, those are very words. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the series stops at five. That's fine. Yes, perfectly fine. It stops at five. I mean, number six actually starts with him getting prosecuted for having a sequel without permission, <laughs> and he is stripped of all ranks and honors he may have earned for heroism in the previous game.
1: Oh, this reminds me. This reminds me of the joke in the fan remake of uh, King's Quest 2, where the char- the main character of King's Quest 8, the Unbeloved One, that's a Tomb Raider knockoff, uh, <laughs> shows up, and like you can choose to not knight him, and the game does not punish you for it, <laughs> thus invalidating King's Quest VIII entirely. <laughs> this does make me wonder what happened to the uh, Kickstarter for a uh, space quest spiritual successor did that end up going end up in tears no it's happy here's a story here's still being updated seemingly yeah. let's, see. let's
2: see well also uh, wheels you had a very appropriate name for number one hundred eight. Sea of questions, because Budai has provided one. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's the so his next question? Wait a minute, am I still here? Yes, still here. yes. What... Okay, good, because everyone. Anytime anyone goes quiet, I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> my connection cut out again.
1: <laughs> I feel that pain often.
2: <laughs> okay so yeah so next game what are some games that? oh sorry what is the most baffling game that had no business becoming a huge hit but
1: did hmm Katamari Damacy yeah, yeah that's a good one and Wheel still hasn't played it which means I have to nope. beat him up Probably. hey there's a new
2: one coming out for Switch soon
1: it's already out it's yeah. already out
2: I Katamari have Damacy not been re-roll. paying attention to the release dates okay.
1: yeah re-roll it's an update of the original and it's beautiful it is bizarre. It is like Love and does an
2: action game.
0: Yes. I'd rather play more Paladins. Relaxing. Sorry. I will fight you.
1: <laughs> what do I got to do to get you to, to, to... What can I do to sell you a Katamari today?
0: What can I do for you? Do, 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 do. Yeah, uh, probably nothing. Sorry. Why? <laughs> um, um. I don't
3: know.
5: But, I'm I gonna mean, have really? to say Final Fantasy the original one I don't understand how that became a thing <laughs> it was a complete fluke like there's no other ex- explanation like the game was broken yeah to
2: there there wasn't a lot of alternatives
5: I know <laughs> that but I mean it's just the, the fact that it became what it did is a, a massive massive series that supposedly pushed boundaries and uh, it's like I look back at that thing and go, "No, Dragon Quest was just better." <laughs>
4: it's and a, it's But, a,
5: but Dragon it's Quest cool. didn't end up as big of a thing over here as Final Fantasy did. It's so weird. I feel like a lot of that has to come comes down to the
1: fact that like Dragon Quest was a 1986 Famicom game being released in the at the tail end of 1989 in the U.S. Yeah. It was, it was not the time like people had sort of moved on it looked old <laughs> even at the time it looked old I think they might have had a lot more success if they had started with Dragon Quest 3 mm-hmm. but it wasn't meant to be no one was really confident in selling uh, RPGs in the US at the time uh, so at least on consoles anyway on PCs they were already a big deal but uh so he just sort of ended up with a lot of strange circumstances. <laughs> yeah, it's,
5: yeah, like I said, it was a fluke, just a random, like, assortment of perfectly timing, like perfect timing, and like not really having much to compete against. And yeah, just,
0: I think that's a good point because I think like if anything else had come out. Uh, around that same time, it could have that that whatever that was could have been a huge series. I think it's... if you're talking about Final Fantasy One,
1: Nintendo Axis Kingmaker here, like they looked at that one and said, "This is the RPG we will attempt to sell."
0: That's true. that's true. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, like with this series becoming a world beater, it's uh, Sony looking at it and saying, "Look at all this CG. We can put a Super Bowl. We can put this in the middle of the Super Bowl." <laughs> Both of those things are sort of what catapults it to the top of the heap. It's as much a question of like what ones do the uh, console manufacturers look at and throw their weight behind. Uh, other things that probably shouldn't be the kind of hits that they were include basically everything that has dominated the uh, mainstream space in the past ten years, because all of them are go are either like. Mobile games, which, I mean, people expect, like, simple games sell, but then you get things like League of Legends or Battle Royale games that are all
0: incredibly complicated, incredibly difficult to control.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, Fortnite. Fortnite is huge, and it's the most complicated of the Battle Royales to play. Fortnite is a game where you shoot a man and he turns into a building. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you see, see some of, like, the really good players play that game, it's like oh you're getting a fight all of a sudden they are yes literally all of a sudden they are a building. <laughs> that I fast. still don't know how it works I, <laughs> I don't understand
1: but yeah it's one of those things where like conventional wisdom says that simple games sell the most and that's why you see a lot of games that sort of try to reach for a broad audience by simplifying but then you get games like that where like if it's weird enough and it's interesting enough people will learn to play it even though it's hard right <laughs> mm-hmm I mean, granted, you could look at pretty much
2: anything from the arcade scene in the early 80s and think, how was this ever popular?
3: Mm.
2: But it was popular because it was available.
1: Unless it's Pac-Man, I can still understand how that works. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah.
5: Okay, Okay, so I have to say first that I actually kind of like the series, Mm. but I don't understand how Hyperdimension Neptunia became a thing. (laughs) that was Um, not a series i expected to have 12 entries i'll be honest i I yeah i
1: think
0: budget has a lot to do with it,
2: it. it it's because the company that makes it is really good at figuring out exactly how much profit they can make on a first weekend in japan and they know exactly which demographic they're aiming for and anything beyond that is just gravy and they manage to somehow get more than what they expected
1: yeah, they they hit a nerve, and I'm not quite sure what nerve they hit because I'm not the target audience.
0: I don't think you want to know what nerve they hit.
1: No, I know what hurt nerve they hit, <laughs> but I mean, in terms of like a lot of things hit that nerve. There are yeah, other nerves yeah, yeah. that you hit in in connection
5: because they must have. <laughs> yeah. Well, t- if you played the, uh, was it Rebirth Two? Yeah. One that everybody thought was like the bad one because you're the uh, what are they the kid... the CPU kids, whatever they crap they called them. The portable versions. <laughs> and yes. And, like, if you go through and get all the endings to that thing, which I did, I've got a platinum trophy on that. Wow. Um, uh huh. That game is actually really good. It actually has a really good story, and there's some really, like, emotionally impactful things that happen in there. And, I'm, and everybody else that likes the series is like, that game sucks. And, and, those characters suck, and all those other, And I'm like, but it was actually a pretty good game. And you go to into three, and they turn like Nepgear into like a, the butt of every joke. Yes, yeah, like, I, come on. She I totally,
0: like, I totally agree with you. I that's the one I actually finished and reviewed, and and I went and it, played three and got like bored out of my mind. It was the <laughs> only game that had any kind of like
5: character progression. Like like the the, the character actually. You know, evolves through the course of the thing. And, and it's just, I don't understand why nobody else seemed to like it. <laughs> because it was not aiming
2: for the same stuff that was making the series popular with its fan base.
5: Well, to be fair, the first game came out and nobody liked it. <laughs> <But they laughs> it was still so lied. bad that they had to go and completely change the whole thing to try and make it a thing. Which... Yeah. I mean, it is. Not, but, but it was sold on the cheesecake
2: factor, not on the actual playability factor.
5: Uh, true enough.
2: I mean, I, I remember booting up Neptunia 2 because I got it in a lucky bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like in the very first scene, is like, oh, we have the looks sort of underage pro- um, female protagonist in a very obvious bondage situation mm. with next boob physics mm. on an actual flat image. Okay, we're turning this thing off. I'm gonna sell it back right now because I'm a, I would be embarrassed to let my then girlfriend see me with this thing.
0: Good choice. Good choice. Ah, uh,
1: <laughs> pretty sure that's say... like
0: the only image like that in the game too. Well, <laughs> and it's in the actually, first five minutes. Yeah.
5: When you get to using what's your name, Uni, or mm-hmm. whatever, the 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 one for the PlayStation, uh, yeah, the beta, whatever. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, you'd see her underpants quite a lot. Uh, She'd even have a, a, she had a special gosh. move where that fired like a giant beam, and as the beam fired, her clothes just kind of went up, and it's just like, oh, oh, thanks, nice. flash. Yeah. I was just like, that is so completely unnecessary, but but it is so appropriate for the series. Yeah. And and, and to be honest, it probably was completely necessary. To make the sales that they wanted to get. Yeah, that
0: that reminds I mean, me of um, uh, Hyper Devotion Noir. I think I've talked, about this, talked <laughs> about this on multiple occasions. It's a really good strategy RPG from our good friends at... Not, Sting. Sting, not our actual friends, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, that... It, um, it's, it's really good, it's got some decent humor in the story, and then it randomly goes and turns basically into softcore porn, randomly, oh, on occasions.
2: Yes, that sounds
0: about right. Yeah. Uh, will, I... How about
2: the uh, Moe, Moe Chroni- or Moero Chronicle
0: oh, series?
1: Oh, You will not make me contemplate that, we are moving on. I will <laughs> leave with one more statement.
2: I, <laughs> I still have a copy of one of those games on Steam, because somehow I got it through... We had we had Steam codes, and eventually I'm going to actually have to live up to my promise to Mac. made, rest in peace to actually play and do an impression or something on that thing. I mean, my old computer couldn't handle it properly, so I it was off the hook for a while. But now I've you got were this safe. thing. But now I'm no longer safe, so I really need to actually try it. I suppose maybe, eventually.
1: I wish to leave this discussion on the notion it. It feels strange to me that this is the most successful product with any even tangential connection to the Sega 32X. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: Why do you name your character after the 32X? You're setting yourself up to fail.
2: Uh, because they wanted a heroine character who was not actually connected to anything currently in the console wars. Sega's dead, baby. Long live Sega. Uh
1: uh welcome to the next level uh let's moving forward um let's see uh did, we probably should hit this one when we were talking about pokemon pokemon stories are already talked about which one has your personal favorite favorite uh, story yeah uh, uh f- black and white with the black and white. of pita yeah that one's that one's the real standout one
0: got n he's cool he's a good rival i'm in the process of playing that so i can't really pick that one just yet although it probably will end up being my favorite story
1: that one also is the first one where they were like what if we just like incorporated the cover legendary like to the point where you have to capture it
0: (laughs) Mm. which is
1: not something they had ever really done before, and which is kind of interesting. Yeah,
0: I yeah, I really like that. I like the you're eventually going to have to actually deal with this the, that legendary you see in the cover.
1: Yeah, like the that comes they come up in the earlier games like Diamond Pearl Platinum, but you don't have to catch them. Right. Black and white will stop itself if you try to not catch the legendary. It will force you to go back and catch it, because otherwise the whole region is going to get blasted to
2: pieces. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you get you go and you get that dragon that has a jet engine for a tail, and you use it to fight the other dragon yes. with a jet engine for a tail. And,
0: and honestly, why on earth would you not want uh, a dragon? Either of those a jet dragons, in... yes, they're both really yeah. awesome.
1: Zekrom and Rom. Yes. Yeah, I I love. Uh, I think I love Black and White one. I've never played Black and White two. They're probably good, but like there's actually a, party... a pretty good sequel. Yeah. yeah. But there is a part of me that's always like... They couldn't pull this trick twice, but there is a part of me that has said that they will never again make a Pokemon game with enough new Pokemon that you literally can't get old
0: Pokemon until the (laughs) post-game. Yeah. Yeah, For someone that uh, destroyed themselves on the original (laughs) generation, I love that idea. (laughs) I love, like... Because it was the first time since the first
1: generation where you went in and you could not rely on anything you had ever used before. You had to use new Pokemon.
5: Yeah, I that's really one of the liked, things we liked about it. Yeah, I really love yeah. that. Yep, that's one of the uh, selling points of it. Really, was it gave you the feeling of like the original, where like sure you might know a little bit more about the mechanics than you did when you were playing when you were like well... But it's really new a whole new region, right? <laughs> Yeah, like everything yeah. plays differently. Like, the you you can't guess the abilities on everybody. You can't like. It's just like well, you have
1: to sort of like treat it like you've never played a game, a Pokemon game before. Just treat approach it like an RPG.
3: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think Black and White are the the favorites here as far as plot and general structure.
0: Yeah. With not having played Black and White, it's I if I. I think everyone knows at this point that it's sun and moon, <laughs> which I just That's got a good story too. Yeah, I love the setting. I like the story. I like the legendaries yeah. a lot. I think it's got the ultra, a lot going for the it. The ultra version
5: of it actually kind of fixed the weird thing where that uh, the guy and the the, the woman from that uh, floating island being in that like space together and you go in there and she gets like taken over by the alien thing yeah they get rid of that in the ultra version and just have her like end up falling out of space and interesting it's really weird it's hard to explain because it makes no sense but (laughs) but yeah I actually thought that it made a little it made no sense but it was still better than this woman being like in this pocket dimension where she's getting Taken over by something, and her plan is to, like,
0: I don't know. I don't even know what she was thinking. Yeah. I, <laughs> that aspect of the story was a little limited in the vanilla release, so I'm glad they kind of fleshed some things out there. And Ultra Space in the original release in general was. It felt like there was going to be more, and um, there kind of wasn't, so.
1: <laughs> to me, Ultra Space. Um so yeah uh, Gen 5 and 7 what I'm saying is that the odd numbered Gems are very good and therefore Gen 8 is doomed um, <laughs> it's like saying you
2: like odd numbered Star Trek movies suck oh, 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 I don't want to think about
1: that definitely don't want to think about that don't let well, Kirk fight
0: God don't let it happen at some point <laughs> you gotta break the cycle right there's gotta be an even number that we can say kind of broke the cycle right oh, Gen, 2 is, awesome. Gen 2 yeah. is amazing it was, like, this was entirely a joke.
1: This was me clowning. <laughs> <laughs> like, by virtue of that same fact, I think that Gems 2 and 4 are both better than Gen 3, personally, so... Yeah,
0: Gen 3 really, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that a, was the uh, Ruby and Sapphire, off. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. Yeah. And in good news, though, the remake is very nice and breezy,
1: yeah. so... Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby, both good. I recommend them. Uh, let's see. Uh, pumping jumping down these uh, So
0: what we're saying is the poor French themed uh, region got gypped. Kalos. Yes. I
2: mean Kalos had some great like region design, but the fashion fascist group <laughs> I mean and the the end game was just left a lot to be desired
0: yeah I don't even I don't remember the, what was the name of the, the bad team, team, team in the player, player. Uh, as in
2: player the thematic yeah
0: uh, uh,
2: I mean they were literally fashion fascists they were like the beautiful
1: shall, should rule also I will live forever but only in Pokemon X <laughs> in Pokemon Y they were just making a weird Pokemon nuke very strange Well, they were,
2: in both cases, they were attempting to rid the world of ugliness.
1: Yeah, it's just weird that in Pokemon X, it was like this explicit, like, oh, also it'll make me live forever. But in Pokemon Y, it's just sort of like, I just want to kill people, basically. <laughs> At least the legendaries were cool. Yeah. Xerneas yeah. and Nivalty are cool. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's not a bad game it just doesn't stand out as much as games on either side of it yep <laughs> obviously
0: considering I can't even remember the name of the team
1: team skull meanwhile is made up of
0: a bunch of dorks I love team skull yeah uh,
1: but they're I mean, also dorks
0: yeah it's, it's,
2: it's, a, it's a deconstruction of the concept of a pokemon gang in
1: these, these games <laughs> turns out a pokemon gang would just be made up of a bunch of dorks yep
0: oh team skull is so great <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, Let's see,
1: Uh, looking at further down these questions, Budai, my favorite Bioware game is still Baldur's Gate 2. I would think that if there's a true store release for the collection of uh, the, that we mentioned offhand last week, the collection of Infinity Engine enhanced games being ported to consoles, but it would have to be a package, right? Which game is better, Kotor one or two? Kotor one more iconic on a base level. Kotor two had deeper concepts. Uh, I'm curious who here actually has opinions on this. I have strong ones, but uh,
0: Baldur's Gate two is the shizzle. Yes, I believe that, but I was talking about the Kotor part. Uh, oh, um, I have never, re- I have never gotten past the intro of Kotor two. I don't really have a reason because I absolutely love the first game. I just it's one of those things where uh, something else always distracted me. So I don't the really
1: know. Dis- actually a very bad opening. Yeah. <laughs> when I replay it on PC, I usually use a mod that just skips it because it, <laughs> there's about three important conversations in it that that mod will make you do. And then you go and you don't do it anymore. Right. <laughs>
0: but it's like three hours and it doesn't do much. Yeah. Um, um. Point of order, though, KOTOR uh, 2 isn't really a bioware. <laughs> it is an obsidian game. It's yeah, funny. but
1: uh, yeah, uh,
0: I mean, it's it's still in this discussion yeah. because he didn't say it was a bioware game. He just it's said true. which is it's better. True. Yeah, um, I, and I really think this is one of those cases where it doesn't really matter. You should play them both because those are probably two of the best Star Wars games, Star Wars games ever crafted KOTOR
1: like 1 and 2 are some of the best RPGs of their generation
0: yeah like I, I vividly remember uh, when the first KOTOR came out this was like we were deep in uh prequel that was right around the time Attack of the Clones came out yeah. it was the only thing making sure that people still liked Star Wars we were deep in the reign of the prequels and I remember picking that up while I was in New York City at the uh, the big Toys R Us in Times Square Rip Toys that R Us that like exists right? no no <laughs> That didn't even exist while still exist while Toys R Us was still. That didn't around. even still exist a year later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I actually have no idea when that closed. But it was a while I'm ago. I'm googling. Yeah. You keep talking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I picked that up, and I remember firing that up, and it was just as a Star Wars fan, that was kind of like sad. F- from the prequels, that was like a breath of fresh air, and really kind of reinvigorated my fandom and it was it was really the best thing to come out of Star Wars for a long long time so and it's still it,
1: actually left that space in 2015 Oh, jeez, and
0: yeah it still holds up KOTOR absolutely still holds up and great
1: game it's, it's a more iconically Star Wars story than KOTOR 2 which tries to be very much Chris Avalon decides he's going to break the mold Uh <laughs> I don't know how much of the about the story wheels know, so I won't bring it up.
0: No, go ahead. Um, well, extra, maybe not.
1: Yeah, it, it's worth playing, but it's very much like Chris Avalon has some bones to pick with Star Wars as a whole, and he's going to use this game
0: to do it. Oh boy. Um, so, speaking of Obsidian, their new RPG looks so good. Which one? Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer Worlds.
1: Oh yeah, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire is supposed to come to consoles soon. Yep, yeah. I'm including Switch.
3: Yeah,
1: it... the one I'll play it on, and I'll probably <laughs> play it in turn-based mode.
0: Good times. Um, uh, moral of the story, um, buy Baldur's Gate on everything, when every, on every platform.
1: I'll grab it and I'll enjoy when it manages to crash so hard that it explodes my Twitch.
0: Um, <sighs> that game is so good. And has and such good voice very acting. Buggy,
1: very, very buggy. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Let's see. Um, Not as buggy as some recent releases.
1: <laughs> so that, that game was probably pushed out at least nine months too early. Oh, yeah. Uh, let see.
0: We're talking about Anthem.
1: Yeah, we're talking about Anthem, which in case anyone missed the news, apparently is pretty capable of bricking so hard that it destroys your PS4's firmware. <laughs> um, yeah, that's always fun. I don't even know how you manage that, but it's terrifying. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm still not convinced it's actually bricking anyone's PS4's. I think it might just be like hard crashing and people don't, aren't clear on how exactly to get the thing reset. When in that case the answer is remove the wall outlet Yes, <laughs> which is ridiculous but it's still not breaking the console
1: um, the reports I heard were to uh, I, I want to say the tweet I saw sourced to Jason Schreier of Kotaku who was uh, hearing reports from developers
0: oh okay I take it back then <laughs> that's not good yeah that's real bad if that's true it's, um, it's bad but at the same time, I have to question um, that's got to be... It, that has to be, at its deepest, an OS issue, because there should never be... There a, should never be a way for your game to have that kind of access to the OS yes, to do something like yes, that. there should be some sort of separation where there's never a case where you, the software is going to destroy the firmware on your hardware. Like it, that, the whole, that the whole not point happen. of the firmware is to manage memory like that. Right. So... Yes, very bad anthem. That it's horribly crashing like that. But, but also Sony, how did you do that? Yes, but if it's actually bricking systems, I f- almost fully put that on Sony. Like, uh, what what is going on behind what the What did scenes? you do? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, see. it's it's just it's just sad right now.
1: It's, it's a shame because it seems like the concepts in the game are good.
0: <laughs> no, they're great. I I've Played a few hours now, and when you're when you're in the core experience, it's it's just great. It's like your your own little Iron Man thing, and it's it's pretty. You can make that control well. That's a good selling point. Yeah, and it's just a shame that it's very it's it's very very obvious that it was launched too early. Mm -hmm. Like this this very much feels like. And early beta. Welcome to the Alpha test. Like, like um, here are some examples of issues I've seen. Uh, I finish the opening missions, get loaded into the city, and no markers pointing me where to go. Oh, that was, <laughs> or anything like that. That
1: was the first thing that that was the first thing that happened when we
0: also were streaming that, in case anyone yeah. did not get to see that beautiful So. I just wandered aimlessly around the city, trying to figure out what to do, and finally realized something's not right here, so I'm going to exit out the game and reopen it. Sure enough. Sure enough. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hold on, Budai has a good comment in the the stream chat here. Anthem made it easier for Batista to sleep at night after Fallout 76. (laughs) Uh, And yet somehow I feel like they should still be much more ashamed of Fallout 76. Yeah,
1: that game is garbage. (laughs) That, that game, like, Anthem is technically broken. Fallout 76 doesn't know what it would look like if it was fixed. It's broken on a design level. It's yeah, like, you can, you can envision a version of Anthem that works fine. You cannot envision, like, the design concepts behind Fa- Fallout 76, it's not clear how they're supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see uh i appreciate i'm looking down these uh lists and i feel sort of bad that i missed the call out of yakuza being a little before its time which is true uh let's see and yeah i'm sure anthem is a better game but maybe some of the lack of it can, can go to them instead um yeah but let's see do we want to hit these last two questions or do we want to save them for next week
5: i uh i gotta actually get to bed oh, okay and that makes sense. We can probably close out
0: that. Is there any yeah. po- anything Pokemon related in those last two questions? Um, not not directly. Okay. I mean, obviously, we could put both of them into Pokemon
1: terms. <laughs> both of these would absolutely <laughs> be things that you would talk about Pokemon for if you wanted to, and we could for hours. But. <laughs> but that's not specifically what they're. Yeah. Supposed to be about.
0: All right. Let's uh, start wrapping this up then. Um eye well, be, we will get to your questions next
1: week. I promise. Yes.
0: Uh, do we have any... Shoot, did we miss any from last week?
1: I believe we got everything. Last okay,
0: week. all right. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yes. Yeah, which is a good. That's good. It's good. It means we're getting lots of questions.
1: Thank you, everyone, for pitching questions into Overdrive this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a pleasant surprise. Like I, I think I pulled it up either to early today or yesterday It was like, oh, we probably may got a few questions, but we can make it work. And then it's like, oh, god! <laughs> and the irony
1: is, of course, that we could have literally talked about Pokemon for three hours, so... Yeah. <laughs> but still. Nothing, iron-
2: nothing ironic there.
1: Yeah. But in any case, uh, I guess this is the end. Does everyone want to plug things? Um... Uh,
2: as usual, I have a series of pen and paper RPG-related stories on Amazon. Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, first three episodes available now for Kindle ebook, whatever. Nice. And we're still working on reformatting and redoing the print edition. Hmm.
3: Important.
2: So that should be by the end of this month, I hope. Thanks. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. That's and then cool. just keep on putting out more episodes. Nice. So I've got like nine like I've got literally have three paperbacks worth of story here. Wow. Yeah. Last pa- the last word count was like two hundred twenty thousand words. Oh
1: man. <laughs> Not finished yet. Oh of course. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but I mean it's I mean the story's told in like episode format per game session.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So it works out pretty well.
1: Yeah, gives it a nice way to delineate.
5: Yeah. Uh Law whoops! Uh, anything you wanted to... Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at whoops L-O-L-W-H-O-O-P-S. And I actually have taken to uh, streaming. I oh nice. actually have been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 nice. on stream, and only on stream. So oh. if you want to come by and watch, it, each day that I do it, it's going to basically be... You know a continuation from today directly from save point that I do at the end of the show so if you feel like watching that other things I stream mostly have been Diablo 3 on the switch uh, I can't help yes yes L o l w h o o p s. so that's all I got
1: that sounds good and me and Wales I mean we're we're exactly the same place Comments yeah. are the best to reach us. We can also, you know, shout at us on the Discord, and we'll probably respond.
0: Yeah, uh, I have also been streaming some stuff on the main RP game, Gamer channel occasionally. If for some reason I can't uh, log into the RP Gamer Twitch account, it's on the Ask Wheels account, and I just host myself on the RP Gamer account. But you can always find it there. I usually. Post it in Discord, um, but I've been streaming some Anthem, and we'll probably stream some more um, God Eater 3 at some point as well. So I'm commonly there, only vaguely paying attention. Yes. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye on that, um, and I will. I also stream some non-RPGs on my main Twitch channel. Uh, usually when I'm playing some. Something with my sister while she's streaming, so that's like some Apex Legends and Overwatch. And so you can see. Which include, <laughs> that worked out great, didn't it? Yes, which included one time me and Dave actually playing Apex Legends, and that was something. <laughs> we
1: learned a lot about the limits of grappling hook technology and yes. how much your grappling hook character will shout about using his grappling hooks. Yes. We also
0: <laughs> finished in second with a total of two team kills. <laughs>
1: Listen, it's a legitimate strategy to run like a coward. Yes, it is. Brave <laughs> Sir
2: Robin ran away. Like, just remember from the tick, Arthur's wonderful battle cry,
0: Not the face!
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Sucks when you get shot in the face. Oh, I don't recommend man. it. Oh, man. We have to... Before we conclude, I do need to briefly bring up the folly that Wheels dropped us into at least one time. Which... It was beautiful. We we touched down right next to another team who touched down like 10 seconds before us, pulled out
0: guns, and killed us all immediately. Uh, yes, good times. Good times. Do we not let wheels... That's definition of good. <laughs> do
1: not let wheels jump master if he's going to do that. Uh, okay. But yeah, questions in the usual places. Uh, I don't do things. Uh, I was recently on... Uh, a Castlevania retrospective podcast that was already mentioned. Uh, if you want to get a hold of that, I don't remember the URL, but I recommend uh, checking the Twitter of uh, departed guest Eric RPG. Uh, Twitter should have a link in it somewhere.
0: Uh, I believe his Twitter is just Eric RPG, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, so,
1: if you feel like you need to hear me rambling, but in a Castlevania context, it's there for you. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I guess,
0: see ya, Space Cowboys. See ya.
2: See ya. Bye.
0: We are still streaming, Paladins. Oh, God, where is the stop button on OBS?
4: <laughs> How do I Stop. Stop.